0: Why won't you date me a podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single. Even though you could come in all of my uh, conditioner containers and tell me that you're actually trying to help me when you're not because I don't know if cum makes your hair grow. My guest today is a comedian. Actor, be boxer and musician. He starred opposite Scott Ackerman in the IFC series Comedy Bam, Bang. Also, he's the band leader and announcer for the Late Late Show with James Corden. You better believe. Get excited
1: for Reggie Watts. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Reggie, you are finishing up a piece of toast with Vegemite on it. (laughs) All finished, clean plate club.
2: (laughs) Wonderful. It was a wonderful piece of toast. I'll never forget it.
0: Now, did you get into Vegemite uh, on your own? Was an Australian influencing you? Did you visit Australia? Tell me about it.
2: Yeah. I mean, you nailed all of that. I, um, I, oh, okay. Yes. Uh I I was a Australian girlfriend in the nineties.
0: Okay. And Ooh, the nineties.
2: Remember? Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. in the nineties. Uh mm-hmm. and then uh yeah, and we've uh, yeah, she introduced it to me because she had some in the house and I absolutely loved it. I just fell in love with it.
0: What does it taste like for people, namely me who has never had Vegemite? <laughs>
2: oh yes, Vegemite. Um it's uh it's yeah. It's it's very it's salty, but it's got okay. kind of like a um like a like a, a yeast flavor, you know, like like when you put yeast in soup or whatever, like a nutritional yeast or whatever. So it's got a little bit of a nutritional yeast and salty flavor. So it's like kind of mildly sweet, but also salty, but also uh, has a yeast flavor to it. Boy, that sounds delicious, doesn't it?
0: It, I'm well, okay. It just it it sounds confusing for me. I don't know what yeast tastes like. So it tastes like bread on bread, like spread bread on bread.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, uh, you know, they use yeast in vegan food love for like uh, vegan cheese because it tastes like cheese if you do
1: it right a little bit.
0: Oh, yeah. okay. I get purple carrot boxes. This episode is not sponsored by purple carrot. I've just been eating (laughs) Uh, vegan-ish. Well, I call myself a vegan, but I do eat chicken on occasion. I do eat Kraft Ranch and I do eat eggs, but I'm a vegan. I I prefer the word. Um, (laughs) So I've had nutritional yeast. I guess it does make it cheesy. Yeah, because there's a mac mac and cheese recipe. Yep, she's a dummy. She's (laughs) (laughs) discovering.
2: It's good. You learn something every day.
0: Are you a vegan?
2: No, no. I, um, you know, I, 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 I was a strict vegan for about seven years of my life in my twenties. But uh, when I started okay. touring, it just was. It went all out the window because, you know, back in the late nineties or whatever, there there were there weren't Whole Foods everywhere. There weren't like health food stores mm-hmm. everywhere in town ta- in different towns. So you just had like Subway and whatever you know grocery stores. So anyways, I went back to eating meat, but flash. Flash forward, I, I, you know, I would say I I eat primarily vegan-ish, but um, on occasion I have fish and on occasion I will have um, very, very rare red meat, but uh, very rare.
0: Yeah. I don't cook meat in my house anymore. I just, I don't know. I just got tired of cooking it. And, yeah, uh, you know, uh, sometimes. It's messy. It is. It is messy, and that's the thing nobody talks about when you become an adult and when you gotta cook on your own. The meat's messy. Messy meats. Messy
2: meats. <laughs> Greasy. <laughs>
0: well, welcome back to Messy Meats. It's me and Reggie Watts talking about um uh, meats, baby. Now, what are you drinking?
2: Uh, this is a this is a protein shake called Pro Defying.
0: <laughs> Pro Defying. Okay. I don't know. Now, I've never had a protein shake. Walk me. You are just truly really eating everything I've never thought of to eat in my life. A protein shake is what? Like a loose water with a flavor?
2: I mean, I, you can use it whatever you want, but I use water usually because I, I like it because it's light and it's just all this is just protein. You know, it's got some Mm -hmm. amino acids in it and some, a few other things, but it's actually pretty simple and it's very low calorie. This is like a hundred calories. It's great. Oh, So it's just like nice, clean protein, clean carbs, clean protein.
0: mm Hmm. Are you like a, you're a health, it sounds like you eat rather healthy.
2: I try to. Yeah. I try to, I mean, on occasion I will like, you know, I'm a burger fiend, so I'll definitely like Mm -hmm. have a burger. Um, but. Uh, but generally speaking, yes, I everything I eat, like a lot of salads, a lot of clean proteins, a lot of like really healthy oils and stuff like that.
0: Where's the best burger in Los Angeles? And then I'll follow it up with where's the best burger you've ever had?
2: Oh, jeers, jeers! Ooh, oh,
0: she's getting in deep already. We only five minutes in. Oh,
2: God. OK, hold on a second. I'm going to grab my uh, my little energy, nootropic energy drink for this because this is this required. OK, it really does. So now we're at, okay. we're, at my, we're at my studio. We're at my refrigerator. Now coming back, and soon you okay. should be able to see me again if I get into the right okay. position.
0: Yes, right I can about, see you.
2: Here. Can you yes. see me again?
0: Okay. okay. I can see you.
2: Great. So I'm just going to get some of this nootropic shit. Check this out. Okay. It's like sci fi shit.
0: <laughs> okay. And this is an energy shot?
2: Yeah. It's like, it's really cool. This company is like dope. They're like, they you know, they deal with like am- amino, uh, it's all like a, neuro hacking or whatever, where you like use different
0: uh-huh.
2: amino acids and different kind of naturally occurring chemicals, um, and mix them together to create different cognitive effects or whatever.
0: I, okay. I like that. I've interrupted you in your daily food rituals or your, your ingesting rituals. Ooh, do you yeah, feel energized? Right, he, just, he drank it. Ooh, <laughs> get, he looks bigger. He looks stronger. Okay. Get in the chopper. So, um, <laughs>
2: You know, anyways, uh, um, yeah, burger. I had a really great burger last night.
0: Okay, from where? I
2: think it's like I think to me it represents a good standard burger. But to me, I'll tell you where, but just so you know, for me, I think a good burger is yes. it, it should it should only be maybe about that like like about that big around. Yes,
0: as big as your hand span to make a circle. Yes, yeah, to make a circle. Or like an oval. Yeah,
2: like, you know, like even a little bit smaller. I mean, just like a hair, like the first, like middle knuckles or whatever, right? That, about that size and about no bigger than that. You know
0: Yes. No bigger than a C in your hand. Yeah, a C in your hand. To me,
2: that's like, and that's like an old style burger. It's like how burgers were in the fifties or whatever. They're just they were smaller and they were also smashed, you know, burgers. And then this idea of smash burgers, I just started learning about this. I thought like smash burgers was like a brand name, you know, like
0: same. I did too.
2: Yeah, I did too. But it's a it's a style of burger. Anyways, went to this place called Burgers Never Say That I Can't Be Expired or no what is it
0: burgers no. never say die yes
2: right yes that's it yes never i've say heard dive. about them yes uh and i and i love and i love the limited menus i'm a sucker for that like where there's just like mm-hmm. what do you got well we got the burger we got the burger you know like it's one of the <laughs> one of those places <laughs> and i stood in line and it was a really great experience you know ordered the burger and uh got got it home and man it's a good like it's just a solid, awesome baseline burger. So I think right now, that's definitely one of my favorite burgers. Okay. That's a meat burger.
0: Yes, a meat burger.
2: But I mean, there are vegan burgers, too, that are awesome as well, which mm-hmm. I will plug burger, the burger guys, if you want a the great... The
0: burger guys. Okay. Yeah,
2: with a V. Uh, it's black owned. Um, they're Hell yeah, dude. You know, have you heard of black people?
0: um i honestly never had heard about them until 2020 in the summer uh-huh. uh, everyone was talking about them in their lives and i was like wait a minute uh, <laughs> there's yeah. black people yeah
2: yeah i know i know i didn't get it i was just like "Ah, oh, it's like too much sun i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i call it too much sun people
0: wait a minute <laughs> black people I need to be putting on some sunscreen if they get black Ooh, buddy.
2: they're just really bad at sun sunbathing <laughs> um yeah no uh no, but bur- the burger guys does a vegan version of that. To me, their burger is like the perfect, if you're going to have a vegan burger, like that's, it's that same size principle and it's kind of smash burger style. So anyways, the best burger of my life. I don't know. I would say probably back in the day when bistro burgers were a thing, you know, those craft bistro burgers yes. before I got annoyed with them. <laughs> they're, oh,
0: they're- you got annoyed.
2: I got annoyed. They're too, it's. Too much, too puffy, like, brioche mm-hmm. uh, bun with, like, gruyere and an egg and, like, uh, you know, all this bacon. And it's just a sloppy, mm-hmm. gloppy. Mm-hmm. Uh, once or twice in my life, I've been like, I really enjoy this. And then and then after that, I was like, this is just too much burger, man. I don't get, th- I don't what to do with it.
0: I had, the best burger I've ever had. Yes. Was in Hawaii. I was on the Ooh. island of Kauai. Yes. And it had a piece of 24 karat gold on it and lobster, and cheese, and it was this huge burger, and there was lettuce and tomato. I like tried to eat it with my hands. It was too much. It fell apart. Then I yeah. had to eat it with a fork and knife. Yeah. And then I was annoyed that I had to eat it with a fork and knife, <laughs> but it was very fucking tasty. And after I was done eating it, I had to lay down because it was too much food.
2: Oh God, I know it's such an attack, man. It sounds like they were t- doing a take on the Jean George burger a little bit.
0: Oh Jean George, I don't know this person, but yes.
2: Yeah, they had like a night. Was it like a hundred dollar burger or a ninety dollar burger? <laughs> Yeah, and it had like gold leaf in it and foie gras and like a bunch oh. of it was like crazy, you know, like decadent.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, this burger was <laughs> <Yeah>. decadent.
2: <laughs> decadent. I,
0: ugh, it was, it was, it was a too much. Okay. Uh, so, Reggie, yeah, I have a question. Okay. Are you? Oh wait. So, do you remember last time we talked? You were like, "I'm looking for homes." So then I sent you a bunch of houses. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. Did I, you end
0: up ever getting a new home? I
2: live in all of them.
0: <gasps> you do? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what? I love it. When you manifest the dream, the dream comes alive. Yes. Live in all the houses. That's mm-hmm.
2: uh, mm-hmm. great. Yeah. A house for every night you
0: know, I love this. I did my job then. And I, I feel very blessed to have helped you have seven <laughs> homes to live in seven nights a week. Or is it 30 homes that you live in every day? And then yeah. in February, a couple of them are unused.
2: Yeah, I changed, <laughs> changed it up. I feel bad. But you know, it's just an option. You know, so
0: I love it. I love it so much.
2: Thank you. No, I, I, I am. I'm still looking. I'm closer, closer now. Okay. But, uh, yeah it's been you know it's a weird but getting a home is a weird weird feeling it's so
0: it is it's a it's a whole process you feel insane during it uh and then you discover here's what I've discovered. I watched a lot of h g t v during uh this little pandemic, and I felt like I could do some home stuff myself. The answer to that query was no, get someone to do it so like the wallpaper you see behind me yeah. I put up. Very bumpy, ribbed for your pleasure, baby. (laughs) Gaps galore. Uh, It was, it took me 15 hours and it's bad. But Uh every time I look at it, I'm like, I did that bad job. You did it. You know? I know. So like, that feels good.
2: Wow. That's kind of cool. I I do want to experience that for sure, because I've only rented all my life, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, here's the thing for all you little renters out little renters. What the little fuck am I renters. saying? All, all you big, medium, and <laughs> small renters out there, no matter what your size, you can, you too can put up wallpaper. So there's this company called Temp paper. This is not sponsored by burgers and Temp paper, but you can get temp paper and it's self-adhesive and it comes right off. Like when you're done with it.
2: Oh, Oh, so it's temporary. It's like a temporary tattoo.
0: It is a temporary tattoo for your walls.
2: Whoa. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm into that. I'm into that. Yeah.
0: It, it's a little hard to hang. You better get you a friend oh, and right. they can help you with it. But I mean, I did it and it. I truly did a bad job. But like when I walk, you know, 10 feet away from it, I go, you know, Not so bad. (laughs) And you did it. And you did it. I did it. I'm powerful. I'm a queen. I did it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I did it. And like uh, I broke my ankle or dislocated my ankle at the end of 2020. So like standing on a ladder was so hard. But then I just had to figure out different positions and stuff to, to get comfy cozy
2: right 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 yeah workarounds
0: yes yes a little workaround come Mm -hmm. on now Mm -hmm. have you ever broken anything
2: you know i i was just thinking that when you were saying that uh i have not i've uh i chipped a bone i chipped my left like uh what is it the metatarsal or tarsal or whatever Mm -hmm. it's like a little tiny bone in the wrist i chipped that uh but that was it that was it
0: and chipped so now do you have a chipped piece of bone floating around your body or do they take it out
2: no it's no. like a oh really it's really 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 obviously very very tiny but like yes. so i used to have problems like you know with rotation like for the full articulation but it's it's okay i'm I've, I've able to do handstands you know like once in a while i mm-hmm. uh, discovered i was like oh okay i can do extreme angle stuff but there was a uh, sometimes it'll just get caught for a moment and, and it'll get stuck and I'll be like, Oh fuck, 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 fuck. And I'm like trying to like, m- you know, massage it to make, maybe make the bones go back in place or whatever. And then it gets really irritated and inflamed and then I can't really use it for a, a few days. And, uh, and once uh, it lasted for almost a year cause a the massage therapist tried to adjust it. And, uh, she, What if you go up.
0: see a surgeon and they open you up and they take out that little chip?
2: I mean, I went to a doctor once and he said, I don't know, he he just I think he he knew I didn't have insurance and I think he was just Mm. not interested. But, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm sure there there might be able, you know, at some point, but it doesn't really cause me that much of a problem most of the time. So,
0: uh, okay, fair. That's that's an okay problem to have. But I'm going to give you a hot piece of advice. Okay, don't break anything. It's miserable. Really?
2: You didn't like it?
0: I, yeah, I can't say I enjoyed it. I okay. wish I did, but okay. it was not an experience. I wish I'm my worst enemy.
2: So you, it was your ankle that you broke?
0: Well, I dislocated it, uh-huh. but it I couldn't walk on it. And it had a big, it was like truly on backwards. I had like fallen down my stairs, the stairs I've walked up and down 10,000 times. And my body said, we don't want to be upright. Let's get down to the floor. Yeah. So I truly, I don't recommend it. Uh, It's not fun because like you can't put weight on it. So then you have to like crutch around your house.
2: Oh man. And it just, (laughs) and it just is, it just like continues to be that way for quite some time. So it's.
0: Yeah. Like I'm just now well this we're recording this in March. So I'm like just now getting into like doing yoga again. And right. uh I'm gonna attempt to do pole. I'm gonna try to get back into pole dancing next week. She Sick. rusty, but she gonna she gonna try. She has to persevere.
2: Oh, uh, you young. You young.
0: Yes. Thank you. I am young and I yeah. love when people recognize that. Of course, Thanks.
2: of course. This is Tinseltown. Town.
0: It is. It's (laughs) So Reggie, you've had your hair like long and natural for a very long time. I mean, since I've known your work, you've Mm -hmm. had just like beautiful, big, voluptuous, dazzling, scintillating (laughs) hair. Was this a choice or did you just grow your hair out and you were like this? Well, do you know what I mean? Because most gentlemen will, like, keep it low or not have their hair, you know, as long, Mm -hmm. especially when it's, you know, a a kinkier texture. But was it a conscious choice or you're just like, this is for me?
2: (laughs) Right. You know, I think it was – well, in high school – well, as a kid, it was usually short. And and then as a – and then, like, I think in high school, I started growing it out and I was, like, shaving my sides, you know, like, doing, like, kind of a weird new wavy thing. But I was also getting it relaxed. Um. Oh. Yeah, so it's doing the relaxed thing, but shave size, but relaxed top or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and that was interesting. And then I think I had it relaxed. <laughs> you know, was, that was interesting. I was trying something. <laughs> I don't know. I uh yeah, and then I think I think I got it relaxed like one last time in my senior year of high school and then when I graduated and moved to Seattle in 1990, I didn't have the money to get it relaxed, you know, cause it's more expensive mm-hmm. in a bigger city or whatever. And so I just didn't do anything and just kind of let the hair grow out a little bit. And then I think when I was like 22 or something like that, I shaved it all off, like completely mm-hmm. bald. And then from that point on, it just, it just let it grow. And I just, I was just lazy. I just let it grow and grow and grow and grow and <laughs> became a, a fro. And, and I was, and then I got into a seventies disco cover band, which the fro was perfect for. And so I had like this huge, you know, it was like a huge fro. And I was just like yeah. rock, rocking around town. People were like, oh, right, right. You know, so. A lazy, a lazy attention-grabbing hair, hairstyle.
0: I love it. I love when laziness lends itself to, like, coolness.
2: Yes, know? yes. It's, like, less work, man. I'm always about that, the least amount yeah. of work possible.
0: That's how I got into wigs. I couldn't afford a relaxer anymore to, like, go to the beauty shop. So I would just – I just, like, went to the beauty supply, bought, like, a $40 wig, which became – the wig that I wore for a very long time. That's so sick. Yeah, just this like forty dollars synthetic wig.
2: <laughs> I, I love that shit. I think I think I think it's you know because I was thinking about uh, a few friends who are like completely bald and they keep shaving their heads or whatever. Like it's mm-hmm. if you had like a base, like almost like a Lego cap you know like a cap that just like fit really tight snug on your Uh hairline or whatever and then you could build any kind of wig on top of it so you just have like that same cap duplicated you can literally lego just snap it off you know (laughs) yep
0: it would just be easy if my hair stayed in a style and i never had to curl it again i just popped on my little lego cap totally excuse me uh lego corporation can you get on this for us please yeah hook us
2: up hook us up with your new wig line
0: Reggie, how did you get into music? Have you always been a musical person?
2: Yeah, I'd say I was. I was definitely pretty musical. My my family really loved music. My mom and dad both. My love, you know, the James Brown and jazz and um, mm-hmm. you know, po- popular R and B music of the time in the you know sixties. Um, and so I grew up listening you know the radio was always on and uh and Ray Charles was really big and that was he really had an influence on me I just like seeing him play you know being you know seeing mm-hmm. him just like in that trance while he was playing was just totally fascinating to me as a kid so I so I always gravitated towards music and then uh they got me a toy piano I think and mm-hmm. you know when I was like three or four and I was just banging on that piano all the time and and then I, th- and then my mom, I think I asked my mom, she says, I asked her, who knows? Mother's always embellished. But she uh, mm-hmm. said, I, I asked to get piano lessons because uh, I wanted to be like Ray Charles. And so, Aww. so she got me piano lessons. Uh, so I started age, like at the end of age five, started studying uh, classical piano. And, and then yeah, the rest is history of classical piano, violin, you know, pop music in the eighties and mm-hmm. music videos and mimicking singers. And like, you know, like it just kind of, snowballed.
0: And then when did you start incorporating, cause you incorporate music into your comedy. So when, when did the comedy start?
2: You know, I, it's, it's hard to say precisely, but I would, I would say like, I was always a class clown, you know, just classic, you know, uh, uh, personality trait. I just loved making people laugh. I was also a different kid, you know, I was half, you know, half white, half black kid living in Montana with mostly white mm-hmm. kids around me. So I think that a way for me to kind of insure, double ensure that things would go smoothly is I tried to just make as many people laugh and like me as possible. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that a lot. So I, you know, it's weird. Like my act in, in many ways in high school, they had formal, we had uh competitive dramatics, which mm-hmm. we would compete against other schools in the state in five categories. They were humor, solo, humor, duo, serious, solo, serious, duo. And then like, um, Physical acting, which could be like clowning, mime, uh, that type mm-hmm. of a thing. So those are the five categories. In the first year, I did humor solo. That was like my sophomore year, I think, end of sophomore year. And uh, yeah, and and I won third in state because it was just an improvised, like me doing like Eddie Murphy impressions of his impressions of like Bill Cosby. <laughs> so I was doing Bill Cosby. I was doing uh-huh. Eddie Murphy's Bill Cosby, you know, because of Raw. So I was mixing that and like a bunch of like Monty Python style stuff that I would just, just gibberish, you know, and then dumb made up songs and like gags, physical gags. And that was like my first year. And then second year I did humorous duo and we did a similar thing. We started relatively improvised with a light structure Mm -hmm. and it was all like all of our influences melded together. So I'd been doing that hybrid thing since I was, you know, in high school.
0: I love it. You like, Clearly found your voice very early, which is honestly a nice little blessing. I didn't figure out my voice for a while. Yeah. I when also so we had uh the same thing where it was in New Jersey, it was like called I think the governor's award or something. But ah. like we would go to this school or I think it was a school or like a convention center and you had your prepared scenes. There was no improv, I don't think, but it was like group scenes. Uh, monologues, uh, duo scenes, three person scenes or whatever. And yes, I won first place for my group scene where I was the lead. Thank you very much. Ooh, baby. But uh, yeah. And that, truly laid the groundwork of me being like I'm a serious actor who does drama <laughs> I will win Tony's for breaking down and crying about a man who left me but won no good anyway come on and <laughs> and then in college I figured out I was like oh I think funny is what I would like to do yeah, uh, yeah but yeah, yeah it would have been hindsight's 2020 it would have been nice to figure it out earlier but hey if she got here
2: Hey, that's still early. I mean, it's like, you know, you're 24 now. So, I mean, that's going to mm-hmm. be like, like, I mean, you still got like two more years. So,
0: yeah, thank you. I am. I'm 24. <laughs> She's um almost 25. One day it'll happen, but like, oh <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, tell me about this oh. 70s cover band that you were in in the 90s <laughs> in Seattle.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was called Hit Explosion. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was like a pretty big band. I mean, it was, we had drums, bass, guitar, keyboards, percussion, horns, Damn. four, four singers. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think that was all the instruments. Yeah. So it was like an eight piece, like sometimes nine piece. And, mm-hmm. uh, we did like all, you know everything, everything you could imagine, every disco tune you could imagine, like from Bee Gees to Maze to, uh, you know, Earth, Wind & Fire, to uh, Brothers Johnson like all all of that music we learned all of it <laughs> and played mm-hmm. all of it and uh, and it was great it was really fun especially in the beginning because it was like the idea of 70s kind of retro 70s was like a thing in the air you know at the time in mm-hmm. mid mid 90s um, and and Yeah. So it got pretty big, pretty quickly. And in the beginning we were getting paid cash. So it was like 300 bucks, you know, like after a gig, my, the drummer would come up and goes, here's 320 bucks. I'd be like, holy shit. You know? And then the next night here's another 320 bucks. And I'm like, (laughs) what the fuck? You know? So that was like my rent. Cause back then, you know, rent was like 600 bucks a month. Like that was my rent in one weekend. And then the next, you know, so three more weekends I've gotten like four times the amount of rent. So it was really good money. We were making really good money. And, um, And yeah, we played everywhere. Played at colleges and every club in Seattle, and got hired for all kinds of private events. And I did that for about two and a half years or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was crazy. Towards the end, it got a little like, okay, I'm not going to be doing like cover music all the time. But it was. But (laughs) but I'm I'm glad I got to do it. And you know, the people who put it together were, you know, had a great idea, and it it worked.
0: Mm Hmm. I like that because sometimes people will be like how do I get into comedy? And I'm like, you just kind of do it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with mimicking a style till you find your own. Like, uh, I think it's Charles. Oh God. He sings this song called changes that I love so much. He has since passed. Um, I can't remember his, Oh fuck. What is it? It's Charles. Oh, whatever. But, uh, he was a James Brown impersonator for a very long time until he got his own record deal. And it's very influenced by James Brown. Right. Yes. But yeah, he's really incredible. And I really wish I could remember his name. Mars, can you look that up? Sure. It's a, just a song called Changes by Charles something.
2: Yeah, Changes. Yeah. It's I think, uh... Charles
0: Bradley. Yes, Charles Bradley. Yes, uh, that's it. And I saw him once perform, and it was very like James Brown flavor, but like he had his own and he. He, like, went over – like, I think it was maybe supposed to be a like 20-minute set. He did, like, 45, but, like, everyone was so happy. And I – yeah, I just think it's, like, if you don't know how to do what you want to do, it's nice to borrow from a legend until yeah. you figure it out.
2: Oh, completely, especially if you really feel it, you know? I mean, the thing is, like, yeah. you know if you have that base talent or not, you know? I mean, the, the mm-hmm. good thing about comedy, at least, if you're speaking specifically about comedy, it what I love about it is that you know if it's working immediately.
0: I yeah, I I agree. It is nice that you immediately get feedback from a yeah. crab that they're like, no.
3: Yes,
2: they're like, no. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: We hate it. And you're like, come on. And
2: <laughs> it's like, what about this one? They're like, no. But no. I mean it's like if you have a likability on stage. That's what kind of is fun about comedy. It's like, you know people have dreams obviously they see their their favorite stand-up comedians doing their their thing and they're seeing their specials or they go to comedy clubs and they see their local favorites and stuff they want to get involved and you get in there and you just find out pretty quick if Mm -hmm. if this is going to be something for you or not because you know you either hang in there take a bunch of punches and kind of dial Mm -hmm. it in and finally find your frequency even though you might like have a lot of misses but you but you, you eventually figure out a thing, and then other people are like, they just don't quite have it, but they love it. Yeah, they love mm-hmm. it, and they'll keep going to open mics and stuff like that. But they might not have that fire quite there, and that's okay too, because I mean, mm-hmm. art art is meant to be experienced. So
0: I agree. When did you? When did you get to LA? When did you move here?
2: Uh, I had to move in two thousand and fourteen.
0: You had to. Who forced you? Who said you have to do it Reggie?
2: James Corden.
0: Ah, yes yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah James Corden. I've it's funny cuz I just quit Comedy Bang Bang. Mhm. Cuz that show's a piece of shit no i i i yeah uh, no it's it's a brilliant show <laughs> i'm uh, lucky to be on it but but it was like i was just it just kind of i'd run my course you mm-hmm. know with that because i was like ah, oh, i'm getting grumpy and stuff it's like at early call times like what what is mm-hmm. this is this the entertainment industry and uh yeah. Cause I'm a spoiled idiot, but, uh, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so I, so I was like, I, you know, I was like, I'm leaving, but you know, but you need 10 more shows. Okay. I'll do 10 shows. I'll do half the season. And it all worked out. And Scott was really cool about it. And, um, so I was like on my way out. I just finished filming. I was in LA for maybe a couple extra weeks. And Mm -hmm. then I was going to take off back to New York where I was living and then I get this uh, call or email from my manager then and saying, like, oh, this guy James Gordon wants to talk to you at his hotel in Beverly Hills. I was like, oh, Beverly Hills. So, <laughs> I so, like uh, that
0: you, uh, at Beverly Hills and not hotel room. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I would no. have been like, like, oh, hotel room. Uh, like, yeah, oh, like, oh, oh that's not Beverly a sloppy,
2: Hills. It's a, it's a sloppy room, isn't it? <laughs> um, so I want your sloppiest room. Um, but... Uh, uh, no, I mean, it was like, you know, we met in the lounge where it was like him, me, uh, as James and his uh, showrunner, Ben, his friend, best friend, showrunner, production partner. And so he sat down because I guess someone had shown James some videos on YouTube. He, they were looking for a band leader and, uh, you know, and, and they suggested me. So he wanted to meet me. And so I met with him and James seemed pretty uh, convinced that I was the guy like right away. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we just had this long conversation. But... Uh, that was that was that was how it came to be. He was just like, "Yo, you want to?" And then I thought, I just quit a fake talk show, <laughs> like where I'm a fake one man band leader, uh-huh. and and now like uh, just a mere few weeks later, an actual talk show host or soon to be talk show host is asking me to be a real band leader with an actual band on a network talk show that the window of that possibility and that opportunity only coming around once every 12 to
1: 15 years. <laughs> I'm like, what is that m-
2: entertainment planetary alignment? I mean, that's just insane <laughs> timing, right? I was like, I'm done with that show. Now I'm going to do my solo stuff. Uh, excuse me, would you like to do a real version of the fake version? <laughs> <that you're interested? laughs> I don't know anymore.
0: <laughs> and that's the way the universe gives you gifts. You When you're like least expecting it and... When you're like, I don't know what I don't, this seems insane. That's I know. such a funny, like, I feel like that is such a cosmic way for that to happen.
2: Yes. Yes. I mean, of course, I mean, you know, it's like, I mean, we all experience this anyways. Like when you're in the t- entertainment industry, there's always things happening behind the scenes that, you know, people talking about stuff and you don't know. And then stuff lines up and suddenly you're like manager or agent or someone's asking you directly, like, Hey, you want to do this thing? You're like, that's so crazy. I was just yeah. thinking about doing a thing like yeah. that. So um, it's just a continuation of, like, my amazement that, like, I think we might be in a simulation of some sort. This is too ridiculous. I mean, what's the odds? I don't know.
3: It's
2: crazy.
0: The next job you get is, like, in an orchestra pit as the conductor of oh, uh, a God. Broadway show that is a talk show. It's just oh, like- my God,
3: yes.
2: Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I would love that so much. It's like talk show, the, the musical. Uh <laughs> And it's got, like, you know, Jimmy Fallon's in it. You know, like, they make cameos. <laughs> I've got a question, got a question, got a question, got a question. It's, like, follows, like, a fictional guest that's, like, promoting a movie and their travels through the talk show world. <laughs> But kind of like through the seven levels of hell.
0: And every, all the reviews are like, why was this made? Uh, yeah, totally <laughs> like, yes, yes, yes. To which, as a, if
2: I were a producer, I would be like, yes, we did it. You know? We did it.
0: We did it. This is the story why. we needed to tell. It's like,
2: this is a story that no one needed to hear about. That everyone's saying, why does it exist? And you are like, we did it. We made something inconsequential.
0: Real quick, we have to take a break. access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state of the art laundering facility plus the option to buy what you love i like newly a lot because Sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things, and Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month in Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U. L Y dot com that's newly with two Us and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two Us with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/slash-date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp hel com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 of the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. We back. No, oh, Reggie, shit, we're back. back. We're oh, back. Baby. Reggie, oh, come oh, back. Oh, oh, oh Reggie, he pants. went. He, oh no, oh, he's walking oh, around the house. Oh no, oh, oh, no, no, no Reggie, you gotta come back. Oh Reggie.
2: Okay, I'm back.
0: Uh Reggie took a real break. Uh <laughs> oh, Lordy. <laughs> Reggie, yes, sir. Are, you, yes, sir. are you are you dating? Did I ask you this?
2: Dating? No, you're are, you, are you
0: dating? Are you married? Uh, <laughs> are you? What is what is your relationship status?
2: <laughs> My status is, uh, I guess, single. Yeah, i okay. single. But I it's 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 weird. It's a weird time for me right now. I'm definitely kind of experimenting a little bit. But uh, okay,
0: experimenting. Does this mean you're building someone out of beaker glasses and trying to bring them to yeah. life?
2: Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, It's weird science over here. <laughs> She's alive. Um, no, uh, it's like,
0: how may I
1: help you? Um,
2: <laughs> no, uh, it's like, no, that's not what I want to hear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I guess it's uh, experimenting in the way that I'm single, but I am seeing a couple people, but they mm. know that I am seeing other people, you know, it's just like an open situation, but I, uh, but I, I never. The first time. It's the first time in my life that I'm communicating openly, saying like, "Oh, I'm seeing other people, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and is that okay with you?" And like, "Oh, I think that's okay. That's okay with me." You know, that adultish. I mean, well, very adult conversations that you have where you tell people (laughs) where where you're at and what you would like and then you leave it up to them to decide. And that's uh, weirdly a new thing for me. So uh, I don't think it's
0: weirdly I don't think it's weird that it's a new thing for you. I feel like a lot of people feel like if they communicate real shit to the people they're seeing, they might hurt someone's feelings. But I would rather someone just say, oh, I am dating other people. And if it's not okay, we should stop. And if it is okay, we can continue doing what we're doing.
2: Yes. I mean, I, I agree. I agree 100%. And in theory, like even back in the days, like I was like, I should be able to, you know, say that. But I was very immobilized by just mm-hmm. not want, you know, wanting to hurt people's feelings or like them like not being into me anymore or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a chance you have to take. It's like if someone doesn't want the same thing that you want, then it's like, oh, it's better to know before you get you know months down the road and they think one thing is happening and you think another thing is happening.
1: Yeah,
2: of course. I mean, and that's where it always ends up. And it ends up in this crazy uncertainty. And that was like my last two relationships, really. I, I mm-hmm. didn't really, I didn't, it was hard for me to call them girlfriend. And it was like, I didn't want to, I don't know what it was, just like a lot of hesitancy about making what I'm doing public because
3: mm-hmm.
2: I part of me is like, I don't know if, that's really something I want to project in my personal life and who I'm seeing, you know, necessarily. Uh, And just a lot of like communication issues that I was having in the last two relationships that I uh, felt needed, needed work because Mm -hmm. I just wasn't happy with my level of communication. But lately trying this new form of communication with the people that I am seeing, it's interesting. You know, I, I, I'm just kind of riding it out and trying to, you know, keep everything open. I mean, just the communication channels Mm -hmm. open and not be afraid to say what's on my mind, which is really new shit for me.
0: Yeah. Uh, I am trying to bring that sentiment to my dating life. I went on a date with somebody and they were a very nice person, but I just didn't feel anything.
1: Uh I was like,
0: truly my heart felt dead. And (laughs) like, I just was like, He, they were engaging as well. I just, it was like this. I don't think this is gonna work past right now. And normally, I would go on a second date, a third date, a fourth date to be like, is it? Can I? Is this? Maybe I'll grow to love them or whatever. And then I thought about it and was like, wait, why would I do that? Why would I knowingly waste their time? knowing how I feel and that it's probably not going to change. So I like reached out and said, Hey, I had a great time. Um, I think you're great, but I just didn't really feel anything. And like, best of luck to you in dating. And they sent me back something a little terse, but uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I think uh-huh. in hindsight, like, I think maybe they were well, sure. Maybe they were upset with me. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I well. was like, I don't care to find out because I, I like, I, I don't want it. <laughs>
1: Right, but, uh, right.
0: you know, but it was, it, I just, I felt better. I was like, I feel better that I let this person know. And I'm sure they'll feel way better later that I didn't waste their time. And maybe, maybe me saying best of luck truly brought them luck, you know?
2: Yeah. Oh, you know, dating is a weird thing because like what you said what you just did was a very important thing right it's it's like recognize you're trusting your instincts mm-hmm. and you're responding your you know to your instincts in a way that is respectful of yourself you know so it's like mm-hmm. you, you know, you're, you're reinforcing your your instincts you're rewarding yourself for taking action uh for a feeling that you're feeling in that moment and i think that to me is like that. It's like it's what I like to call the window of opportunity. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, when, when you have a, I don't know about that, you know, it's so like Scooby Doo, she's like, oh, oh okay. yeah. <laughs> you're like, It's like, yeah, well, then don't go in the fucking cave. Yeah. Um, like, like, you know, like you got to listen to your instincts. And for me too, it's like, I, I'll definitely sometimes I've gone, I, it's exactly what you described. I'll go on a date. I'll be like, oh, I owe this person something now.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, like for, for whatever reason. It's like, I don't, but I, Think I do. And so I'll go on like two, three, four, four more dates. And I'll be like, well, maybe I'm not seeing the right angle on this person. Maybe there's something hidden. Maybe I'm blocked in my way, you know, because I do they're cute. Everything about them yes. is right, you know.
0: And that it's is so such a weird dumb. thing that we do where it's yeah. like, you you this could work because you are, I think you're cute, you're engaging. I hee yeah. t- heed with you, but I just yeah. don't feel anything. And yeah. It, it is like you have to take a little bit of yourself and think about yourself and be like, why would I do this to myself? Right. Somebody else might do it to themselves. But like, why are we doing this to each other? I think it's OK to go on one date and say, no, thank you. Or to go on two dates and say, no, thank you. But I think totally. the important thing is saying to the person, no, thank you. Like, I think no, ghosting you. is very disrespectful.
2: I do not like that. I will not abide that. That And I know I've done my version in the past and I'm yes, like saying same. outwardly to the universe right now, I'm very sorry for disappearing. But <laughs> sometimes you're just like, ah, 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 And then like, just like calendars, uh-huh. like days just going. Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. like, ah, ah, and then it just, what, what, <laughs> what just didn't happen. Yeah.
0: And in my early 20s, I very much had the notion that I was like, it was one date. I don't owe anything to anyone. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, well, they took time to meet you. You did have a nice conversation. It didn't end horrifically. You can send someone a text to say, I had a great time, but no, thank you. And then I was like, I would love that text back to me. I would love for someone to say, hey, no, thank you. As opposed to like, I don't know about monogamy right now. And it's like, oh, okay. But then I guess they are telling me whatever. But like, I just, I I think it's nice. Like a a finite ending is nice.
2: Yeah. Just, just. Just let, you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's funny. I There's a person that I, I used to kind of vaguely date, you know, I guess, mm-hmm. va- vague yeah. dating. You know, like we always, every time we were together, we always had a, an awesome, great, like little mini adventures. Like always mm-hmm. great. She uh went to the Emmys with me once, you know, like last minute. I was like, oh shit, Emmys, a fuck, fo- you want to go? And she was like, <laughs> yeah. And then she like shows up and she's just like, it's like always in, like, whatever, kind of baggy, whatever clothing, stuff like that. And then <laughs> she, like, rocks this, like, fancy dude, you know, whatever thing. And I'm just like, what? And she's like, ah, I don't know. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and so we go, and then we, like, have, we've always had great times. But it's always been very vague. Like, she would, we would be together for, like, a couple days, and then, boom, gone for, mm-hmm. like, months and months and months. Anyways, so I meet her again recently. And, and, and being in my new communication state, I immediately was like, Hey, I just wanna say that we've never actually talked about our relationship. Like what 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 is this that we're doing and so forth? And she's like, I could tell, I could feel her go <sighs> I could just feel this Mm -hmm. weight come off of her. And then we sat down. She was just like, you know, I was in a kind of open relationship and, you know, figuring out my stuff. And, you know, and that person was no longer, you know, it just wasn't a a groovy thing. And we amically blah, 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 blah. And now I'm just really working on myself. And I'm not really looking for any kind of a hookup or anything like that. But I really enjoy being with you. And I was like. Thank you. That's, Mm -hmm. that is so rad. And then it made us closer, you know, Ah. like even as just friends, you know, it's like, I don't even really care. I don't care if we hook up again because Mm -hmm. she's so awesome. And I had such a great time communicating with her. So there's a lot of bonuses, even if it doesn't end up being like something, you know, physical or anything like that.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of people could take a, take a page from that where it's like communication with somebody you used to be physical with. And if you like let them know where you are, they let you know where they are, you can be friends because it's like you did on some level enjoy their company and enjoy what they brought to the table it just didn't work out and it's like hey maybe you know if you work at you know this place it's like oh I hang out with you there and we have a fun conversation yeah, I think it's like nice to have people come in and out of your life that you see and it doesn't have to be anything. So I I love that story. That makes me uh, happy.
2: I know, I know. It's it, it's great. And, you know, and my thing is like, you know, the people that I de- that I see now and am communicative with, you know, it's like a, it's an experiment to a certain degree. I mean, not, I'm not treating it like, like objectively, this is an experiment, mm-hmm. but it's experimental for me to go, oh, what happens if I just communicate? what I'm feeling in this moment, uh, you know, without going like, Mm -hmm. I'm on the edge of the diving board and it takes me an hour to even just like consider diving (laughs) off of it. By that Uh point, I've created so many just unnecessary narratives that I've, Mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've done myself in, but, uh, yeah, so it, it's it's been crazy, you know, to go like, this is how I feel. You know, like I'm like watching myself, you know, <laughs> communicating in real time. I feel like this, I don't like this and, you know, whatever. And someone's like, okay, cool. And I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> oh, okay. They're like, yeah, because that's how you feel. So uh-huh. why am I going to get pissed at the way that you feel about something?
0: It is so wild, the narratives that you create in your mind. And my therapist is constantly telling me thoughts are not truths. Feelings are not truths, and you have to just say how you feel before you've created something uh, imaginary or like just not nonsensical. Yes,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. You got to hit that, you got to hit that window of opportunity. It's like there's just like a clean laser beam thing where if you're mm-hmm. like, here's my thought feeling, you know, like immediately mm-hmm. instead of like, here's my thought feeling, wait a minute, but if I Do it this way And if I do it this way Maybe it'll soften the blow If I approach it this way No, I'll wait Till it's the right moment Mm -hmm. Now, no Ah, damn it I miss, you know And then it just gets Really fucking weird
0: Yeah, just say how you feel When you feel, baby
2: Yeah, babe Yeah
0: Real quick We have to take a break
1: Yeah Life is a highway And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places?
0: Reggie, I have a question. So when do you enjoy when a woman hits on you? Is that a thing that you like or do you like to be the aggressor?
2: Uh, That's a good question. I think it depends on the person. I think it's a very situation dependent thing. I definitely ever since I was a kid, um, I, I always I would defer to a woman making it clear that she likes me in some way before Mm -hmm. I would necessarily, I mean, I would definitely ask someone out, you know, like to, to go somewhere or something like that for sure. Uh, but, uh, I kind of am a little bit of a dum-dum, you know, like sometimes I'll I'll, (laughs) I'll hang with someone, I'll hang with someone, I'll hang with someone. I'm like, Oh yeah, they're really cute, but I'm not sure, you know, uh, but we're having fun just hanging out. And it doesn't have to be anything more than that. And then I really get, you know, kind of in that zone and someone's kind of like, I like you, I hope you mm-hmm. understand that. And I'm like, Oh really? Oh, I didn't know. You know, cause I, <laughs> I like over default to like, well, you know, I think she likes me cause she like put her hand on my knee or something or she, mm-hmm. you know, or she squeezed, she squoze my shoulder, you know, in a, in a really nice way. And maybe mm-hmm. that means that she likes me. So I, I do, I do like it. I've definitely, you know, had some definitely like Pepe Le Pew moments, you know, (laughs) like from a a woman, you know, which is a a a happily reversed thing. Like Mm -hmm. if, if a woman's being like, objectifying me not that i know what that is but let's say she's doing some version of that with me i don't really i'm i'm like you know what it's fine it's like there how many centuries have gone by where men were just like <laughs> you know and if a woman do that to me i'm like that's okay we deserve it we deserve it we deserve it we deserve it it's fine we deserve it uh but uh but i don't mind like if a, if a woman is you know a uh, I like either way. I mean, sometimes okay. I uh, sometimes I'm like, oh, I think there's something here. I'm going to take the chance. Eh, you know, oh, oh, I was right. Cool. Um, and then other times, people have definitely you know made it clear and said things to me, and I, and I appreciate that equally. It really depends on the situation.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what I'm learning, which is very annoying. That relationships, especially romantic relationships, are not black and white they're not like cut and dry like this is how you do it because i was like well maybe i just won't tell people that i like them but then my therapist was like nicole if you don't tell people how you feel how will they know how you feel and i was like oh yeah okay i don't know that's true um but yeah and then i was like maybe i won't be the like as aggressively pursuing uh people because that hasn't seemed to work in the past but then mm. i the more i talk about it the more i think about it i'm like oh i guess it's a mixture Of allowing people to chase me and then also chasing people. And then Mm -hmm. somebody brought up that I might be, uh uh-oh, is it love, love anxious or something? Oh, interesting. Yeah, Where, like, I push people away who maybe want to be with me and then pursue people who have actively been like, I don't want to be with you because I'm actually trying to, like, not be in love. And then I was like, well, this is very annoying (laughs) that I'm doing this subconsciously
2: very annoying and also just very complicated love avoidant that's what it is love avoidant that kind of it kind of describes me a little bit i would say that that, mm-hmm. that makes sense uh what you're describing i mean yeah i think yeah it's a weird thing yeah it is a hybrid approach i think obviously when you're comfortable with yourself and you're having a good time you know what it is for me i think if you, if you're with somebody and you're having a really good time um, especially in, you know, when things are a little bit more normalized or you don't have to you know, mm-hmm. consider like, does this person have a disease that can kill me? You know, like <laughs> yes. when, when, when we're not in that mode so much, the, that's why I'm really looking forward to like working on this form of communication. And then when things kind of open back up, like how does, how will that, you know, change things? But, um, but yes, I, you know, like pursuing people, like there would be people that'd be like, I'm so into you you know, like, I think mm-hmm. you're really groovy. I think you're this. And then I'm just like, uh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know, And then, and then, then there are people that are just like, well, I don't know if I can, do, you know, hang out that, that weekend, maybe two weeks from now, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever you need, you know. Um, so I definitely, there is a little bit of that, but that, but for me in my past, but I think the hybrid approach is just feeling really comfortable with who you are and, mm-hmm. and, and, and approaching having a good time first is just purely like looking for the the vibe of a good time with somebody because it'll grow out of that. Like whatever mm-hmm. needs to happen will grow because it's just natural. And, you know, you'll know, you know, instead of like, oh, how do I make this person or whatever. Like, how do how do I make it known? And mm-hmm. or do I want to lean on that really hard? Do I want to make it really obvious? All of that stuff. Instead, it's just like, hey, let's just hang out. Oh, that was really fun. What are you doing? You know. And then one moment leads to another, and you're like, oh shit, is this what this is? Mm-hmm. You know. I, I like that vibe. You know. It, it. You know. As we all know, it hits in different ways.
0: Yeah. I. I. I think I need to be more chill. I think that's one of the things that I need to bring mm-hmm. to the table. Being a little bit more chill, because what you're describing seems nice but in my brain i'm like that's magic that doesn't happen <laughs> you don't just hang out with a person and then suddenly you're like oh we like each other and then you're in a relationship but that's literally yeah. every person i've ever spoken to they're just like we liked hanging out and then it evolved and me i'm yeah. like no you meet and then you go out on four dates and then you decide right then and there are you in a relationship right. or not and it's like there's so many different types of romantic relationships that like yes. i like seem to refuse to uh uh, accept. And I think that's just something I need to do.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think you're completely right. A hundred percent right on. I mean, I think, you know, I know a lot of people that have weird, you know, the ways about which they express themselves romantically and so forth and, or sensually. And, you know, there's like friends of mine who are like they're married, but they cuddle with other people or Mm -hmm. like the people who are, uh, you know, what would be described as solo poly, you know, like their primary relationship is with themselves. And then they Mm -hmm. have a few different lovers slash friends that they hang out with who all understand what's going on. And that's how Mm -hmm. you grew through life, whatever. There's like so many permutations of, of love, you know, and that's the point that you raise. And that's something that I have thought philosophically for a long time, but now I'm practicing or at least trying to figure out like what works for me. But, uh, Yeah. I mean, it goes on all levels. Like sometimes it doesn't have to be that physical. Sometimes it's just like a really nice, awesome, romantic friendship, you know, and Mm -hmm. it feels better as at a distance than if you cross the line, because when you cross that line, it's, it it changes, as we all know, it it can Mm -hmm. change a lot. Some people can withstand it. They can like come in and then pull back out and they're like, Oh, that was really fun. And continue. But, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, but it is, it's true. It's, it hits on all levels and it it happens immediately. It happens over a a few years. It's like, I always had my eye on you. Yeah, but you were in a relationship and we were just friends and that was totally cool. You know, whatever. It's just being open and relaxing a little bit. Like you're saying, like relaxing a little bit and going like, it's going to be fine. I'm like, I love who I am and I love what I'm doing. And I love this life that I'm in. And sometimes I get a little lonely and sometimes I wish that I had like a partner or whatever, but you know, wishing is just projecting into nothingness, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and why not just enjoy what's going on now? Cause there's so much happening right now, you
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Sometimes I'll like, wish, I'll be like, I wish I had a partner, but then Uh if I just stop and think about it, it's like, my life is very cool I have amazing people in my life who give me the love and affection that I do need on a like surface and deeper level. And it's just like, I need to start thinking that like a partner is just a, uh, it's like a decolletage. It's the star on the tree. Mm. We're not a star on the tree. It's a, it's an ornament on the tree. It's not the star of the show. It is right. just something that adds to the tree. Cause I'm a Christmas tree.
2: Yes, you are a Christmas tree.
0: Yes, and I want presents put under my tree and those presents are something in my pussy. Yeah. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. Are you are you on any apps at all? No, you meet people in yeah. person. You are on those.
2: No, I'm I'm on appetizers. Yeah, I have um oh. I have uh I I use Hinge mostly.
0: That's what I use. I I I feel yeah. like the people on Hinge are most they're like my speed. They're like, oh yeah, yes, I'd like to chill. go out on a date, and yes. I would like to meet you in person. Where I feel like Tinder's like, we were gonna fuck, and it might not be good, and then I'll kill you. I yes, Tinder's a little intense. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, you you you're nailed that sentiment perfectly. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hinge is just a little bit more like, hi, I, I really enjoy oatmeal sometimes. You know, like you're. you're <laughs> Like, oh, that's cute. Oh, and you do, and you do crochet. <laughs> yeah. <Okay, that's laughs> you do n- needlepoint. Um, <laughs> and I kill crocodiles with my mind. <laughs> like, okay, sounds fine. Um, yeah, it's a little bit more. I don't know. You get a feel for the personality. I mean, like, I don't go on dates all the time. Obviously, this time period is really tough. But you know, mm-hmm. conversations and stuff like that. And but uh, I, I, you know, it's okay. I, the last few people that I've met, even during the pandemic, have been in person. Like going into a grocery store meeting someone or I was oh. in the Swedish sock store and met somebody. So the Swedish
0: um, sock store. Yeah. Where is the Swedish What is a Swedish sock store?
2: Oh, it's called happy socks on sunset.
0: Oh, so okay. Like, yeah. All right. Never been, but I, maybe I'll go. Great socks. Apparently it's a whole store just for socks.
2: Yeah. It's just called happy socks,
0: a brick and mortar for socks. They're thriving. That's wild.
2: They kind of are. <laughs> I mean, you know, socks are, You know, it's great. They're like the secret uh, flair, you know, that one can, you know, feel good about either exposing or not exposing, but you got them on and you feel good about it.
0: Maybe I'll get into socks. I went through a phase where I didn't match my socks because I was like, I don't have the time. And then it got to the point where it was years and years and years and then... I was like, "Well, what happens if I match my socks? Will the world end?" I've done it for so long. I haven't matched. And then I matched my socks one day and the world didn't end. That's my own weird little quirk.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, that's that's the crux of life. You've just you just named a problem and 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 a solution simultaneously. So this, this, <laughs> you've now helped, you know, at least 162 people.
0: Ah, oh, well, God bless to those 162 <laughs> people. Uh, Reggie, we're Closing on to the end. That's not how, that's not going to sense. Oh, closing We're coming, on? Yeah. We're, coming we're, we're, co- we're closing on to the end. And I ask all of my guests, I bequest them this question again. I don't know if that's a word. Uh, but <laughs> uh, would you date me?
2: Oh, you? Oh, yeah. Okay. I think, I think, yeah, you know, because like you got all this stuff going on. Well you know,
0: thank you. Driven
2: successful um and also uh like 100% unique like there's nobody like you at all. So thank
0: you. That's that's
2: pretty pretty rad. You know those are hard things to have, you know. <laughs>
0: me honestly I have yet to meet a person as strange as me oh man
2: I'm telling you it's like you know it's like all my friends you know it's like you Kate Berlin, everybody they're just like so entirely their own <laughs> universe but that's you know so that's very very strong amazing the half more than 80 percent of the problem with dating solved immediately
0: well thank you Roger and also thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast do you have anything you want to promote
2: uh god do I have anything I want to promote I mean you know I would say just download my app it's uh, a whatsapp w-a-t-t-s a-p-p and uh it's um you know it's it's kind of like it's a work in progress but if you sign up and you turn on your notifications there'll be some nice like little surprises down the road
0: ooh I love it yeah. Ooh, free 99. and it's on Android. Yes, on and it's iOS. only on. It's, it's oh, all okay. Android
2: and iOS.
0: <laughs> I thought you were like, it is only on Android. <laughs> it
2: is only on, only on an- participating Android. Like, what does that mean? Participating Android? <laughs> yes, participating Android. Some,
0: some are left out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> some, are, some are not cool. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, if you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me? You can like it. You can rate it. You can subscribe. You can give me five stars. And if you write something hitting on me, in a nasty way, I will read it. So this nice person said, Hi, Nicole, how was you doing? XXXXX just wanted to say I'd let you ride my face so hard by the time we're done, you'd have a thigh gap in the shape of my head. <laughs> Ooh, that got me. Okay. That's good. Oh, bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> That's it
3: This has been a Team Cocoa Production.
1: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places?